Guys, today's show is brought to you by DV8 Clothing. That is DV, the number eight. Guys, I love this brand. I love this product. Um, the owner of it is a very good personal friend of mine, somebody very close to me. And when they asked to be a sponsor of the uh, the podcast, I had zero hesitation about what they were doing. Um, I was actually there for the conception of the company. Uh, so it means a lot to me. And... Um, it's a brand new clothing brand. They they specialize in selling athletic clothes, but they don't just have athletic clothes. They've got hoodies. They've got t-shirts. They've got uh, fanny packs, anything, and more products to come. That is DV8, guys. DV8 from The Ordinary. Go buy DV8. And right now, for my listeners only, this you will not find this promo code anywhere else. Barbell. Use the promo code BARBELL, all caps, and you will get 15% off your purchase of DV8. That's DV8 clothing, guys. Go check them out. They're DV8 Activewear on Instagram. Go give them a follow, a like. Uh, check out some of their stuff. Their logo is amazing. Their brand is great. Their owner is an amazing, close, personal friend of mine. And they're just awesome, guys. I love them. Uh, guys, DV8 from Ordinary with DV8 clothing. Link in the description below. Ladies and gentlemen, the questions you've all been asking are now being answered. Welcome to another edition of It's All About Who You Know, the podcast where influential people talk big topics in sports, faith, and more. Your host is a former Oregon State wrestler. He has a 4.9 star Uber rating and is currently undefeated in his MMA career. Here is Christian Robertson. Hey guys, thank you so much for being here. Um, if you're new to the show, welcome. Uh, I know that these two guests I'm about to have on, Stu and uh, and Tucker, have never been on before, so that maybe brings a new um, new set of ears to the uh, to the podcast realm for me. So I appreciate it. Um, if you are new, I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to the the channel um, and and leave a review. Uh, go go over down to the review section, leave a review, um, let us know what you think. Even if you don't like it, um, you know, it really helps us out. Maybe, you know, tell us why you didn't like it and what some of your concerns were. Uh, don't be mean-spirited, but, you know, just leave a review. Um, and also, if, if this message, if what's about to be said has any type of impact on you, on your life, on maybe somebody that you think might be impacted by it, um, share it with them. You know, that's, that's the big thing is, is we're trying to reach people, and I want to use this platform to reach people. Uh, Tucker and Stu both have amazing stories, both have amazing hearts, and are both doing great things for the gospel um, and to progress uh, God's kingdom. So <clears throat> I know they would appreciate it, and I, I would appreciate it greatly. Uh, also, guys, I have a YouTube channel. If you have not yet um, gone and checked that out, uh, the link will be in the description, but that's just my name, Christian Robertson. Um, that's my main media source. That's where I kind of, that's where I get paid and make most of my, my media money and, and what I enjoy doing, um, or not what I enjoy doing, but what, what I've seen more fruit from, um, uh, is that. So go over and subscribe to that. Uh, again, it's just Christian Robertson. Uh, that helps me out tremendously. Again, obviously no obligation to, but it doesn't hurt you to do so. Um, and it helps, uh, and especially with, with the message you're about to hear with the story and the, the conversation you're about to hear. Uh, we would like a, every bit of help we can get. I mean, some of the testimony in this this podcast is is amazing, and um, and it's only by the grace of God that 
that us three were able to do that and us three were able to um, just sit down and, and have that conversation. So we're super grateful. And, uh, man, it's, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So uh, I'm not going to waste too much time. Without further ado, guys, let's get into this conversation. Jeez, what is going on with this guy? I haven't seen him in three or four years, and he, he just decides to bail on us like this. Dylan, he's in, I promise. Oh, my goodness. I talked to him last night. He's pretty excited. Is he? Yeah. What should we even talk about, man? Just let it flow. Just let it flow, man. All right, I like it. No, we're gonna we're gonna actually sing some uh, some sea shanties. I, I was I was thinking maybe like some kumbaya, get a little worship session going. I might have a guitar here somewhere. Not really, but I got my guitar in my room. We can worship here. Hey man, check this out. I finally found a use for masks. They make a good windscreen for your uh, for, for your microphone. <laughs> Where's this dude at? Where you at, Cuz? Yeah, Cuz. Do you see Tucker quite a bit? Don't. He's actually living in Texas right now. I saw him. Oh shoot! Yeah, yeah. We'll bring I that up. See what it's like there. Do what? I said we'll bring that up and see what it's like there right now. I haven't talked to anybody from Texas in, since all this storm stuff happened. Yeah, I talked to him the other night um, or last night. Well, that's not true. I talked to my buddy Gus, but. I guess my. What are you saying? Okay, can you hear me on the on here on the headphones? Yeah, dude, yeah, it sounds, dude, it sounds really, really good. The audio, audio is really good. Right? Okay, all right. Was it better Wait, than before? One second. Let me, let me fix my... Yeah, it it sounds it sounds good. I can hear you really good. Okay, now the audio is just great right now. All right. Well, it wouldn't. My headphones weren't working at first. Then I plugged them into my computer after I already joined in it. It's working now. Yeah. No. It, this would be a fun podcast. I think you're a cool guy. I'm a cool guy. I don't cool know. Guy. Cool guy. Tucker. We'll see. We'll see if he's still as cool uh, as before he knew Jesus. Uh, he's he's an awesome man. Yeah. Awesome. No. Man. no, I thought it would be cool. Um, dude, my freaking ring for my microphone broke. I don't know if I'm going to put this in the podcast or what what we're doing right now maybe i don't know it's recording so i've got this I've, I've i've nailed you know how people have the the light rings that they put on, yeah. you know, behind their camera well i've yeah. innovated i've got my 50 inch tv on like there's a youtube video of a blank white screen for like 24 hours turn the camera let's see this i mean it's not the world's greatest quality of light but i want to see what you got what we got working here what is this this is arkansas ingenuity right here folks oh yeah don't go into the light bro <laughs> how you doing man what's going on for those of you guys that don't know this is my cousin Stuart prosser what's up go I, I was just saying these this is my cousin Stu. how's it going guys i'm Stu. i'm uh did you did you say I was from Arkansas? I'm from I'm from Arkansas. He's from Arkansas. Got the got the twang to me. He's got the little the little southern draw. Where the hell is this guy? Jeez, he freaking. He said, "What's the meeting passcode?" It's literally on the bottom. I can't oh, tell you out loud. We're all, just text him. It's on the bottom. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness, this is ridiculous. We're trying to get a podcast going. There's, I mean. I didn't prepare to just talk to Stu. That's Tuck, though. He's always, you know, showing up fashionably late. Golly, man. 
My BQS5. I Is wonder, that- do you, hey, I, I might save it for when Tucker gets on, but do you know who Ravi Zacharias is? I do not. All right, I'll wait till Tucker gets on. Um, Tucker yeah, he might. I was just, I was watching some stuff on this guy. So this guy was a Christian apologist. I've got like three of his books down here, but I'll tell you in a minute. But it's some crazy stuff, dude. So, yeah, I'll, I'll wait till Tucker gets on because Tucker might want to chime in if he knows who it is. But what's new with you, man? Just the rice mill stuff? So are yeah. you coming to Vegas or not? I mean, I've, I've, I, got, I can maybe get a six-figure job for you, and, and you're saying no? It's just – I'm just – I don't know, man. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying no. All right. I'm just saying, man. You might want to consider. I, I'm considering. I'm, I mean, I've been praying about it since you asked me. And yeah. uh, I don't it'd know. It'd be cool. It'd be cool. I'm just saying. It'd be cool. I know. I know. It's a new experience. I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a podcast I'm gonna get a house here in the next couple months not buy it but rent it I'm gonna put a podcast studio probably within the first three months of being there and then I'm gonna do a uh, a weight room in the garage probably within the first six. Tucker's iPhone. Oh my goodness. Tucker, what do you know, Steve? What's up, buddy? Um, just hanging out, man. Hi, Tucker. I'm here too. What do you know, Christian? Long time no see, man. Oh man, it's good to see you. It feels like we saw each other yesterday, but that was like four four years ago. Tucker, what's your last name, by the way? Richmond. Richmond. Okay. Cool, man. Cool. No, I'm. uh, I wanted to get. I wanted to get you on the podcast because Stu told me a couple weeks ago that you just had a crazy testimony, and just uh, the cool. I mean, I, I would say a God thing. So. I don't yeah. know. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Hey, Tucker, do you know who Ravi Zacharias was? I do know who Ravi Zacharias was. Man, have you been seeing this stuff, like all the allegations? And I mean, it's not allegations at this point. It's all confirmed. Yeah, it's all it's, confirmed. Uh, it's pretty sad, you know. Um, it is. So wait, y- you look at stuff like that with a guy like that. Wait, let's and, let's go back because I don't. Stu doesn't know who he is, and then I'm sure some of my yeah. Give me, give me, give me, give me some background. Me so some background. Ravi is probably the most. Maybe, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Tucker, but maybe the most well-renowned Christian apologist of all time? I, I would say so. He definitely stands out in the 21st and 20th century big time. Yeah. So, I mean, this dude wrote books, bestsellers. He, he went to, I mean, he spoke at colleges. He was huge. I mean, Vice President Pence spoke at his funeral last year. He was involved with Tim Tebow um, with the yep. Tim Tebow Foundation. I have, like, two of his books, but he was – so after before he died a couple years before some allegations came out but they were covered up and he you know sued the people and basically said that um the sexual allegations but basically said they weren't true and uh just recently like within the last year since he died all these things have come to light and he was basically like a uh, like a calculated rapist like mm-hmm. going around through Uh, Like he was paying for like massage parlors. Uh, He was uh, like actually funding massage parlors where girls would come in and, and do stuff with him. He was, you know, keep paying them to keep their mouths shut. Like he would, it's, it's just all crazy. Like I was listening to the, the, um, they did like a whole investigation. I was listening to the report today and it's just the most sickening, sad thing ever. Wow. 
What's your thoughts on that, Tucker? Dan, uh, I, I agree. It's super sad because I think that uh, I think in his teachings and a lot of things he said, I think he was pretty spot on. Uh, now, it, the way he lived, I think, would be completely different, as you pointed out there, man. I mean, a lot of that stuff is really sickening. Um, yeah. And I think what what a person should really take out of that uh, is, you know, Satan. Satan doesn't exclude any of us. Yeah. Uh, when he comes after us and he'll come after us pretty hard and he knows our weaknesses. We're all human. Um, but, uh, that's no excuse for, for the way Robbie Zacharias acted there. Um, I would just say if there's anybody out there that did listen to him and did find some of the things that he said, cause I know that there's a lot of things that he said, uh, that were concrete there, uh, that really spoke to the gospel. Uh, mm -hmm. don't let his actions hinder what he taught on, because I think there's a lot of good stuff to pull from him, uh, but you know, away from his actions. Cause you know, he did, he was, he didn't just pull his own knowledge from, uh, from his own experience. I'm sure that was in there, but uh, you know, there, I think there was a lot of good things that came from it. And it's just sad to see a guy like that who impacted so many lives uh, fall to such a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it really, I remember when the whole COVID thing started, I was like, man, like, cause you know, you know, the media's flip flopping, the, everybody's kind of flip flopping on like the masks. Obviously we had one of the harshest political seasons of, of any of our lifetimes. And I was like, man, I wish Ravi was here. Cause I feel like Ravi would know just what to say and what to do. And then you hear something like this and by no means does it need to be covered up. I think when Christians try to cover that up, I think it makes it look worse and it, it, it becomes a victory for the enemy. Whereas if Christians say, Hey, this guy had his moments and he had, he spoke uh, with eloquence and, and I do believe he spoke from God at times, but he did a horrible thing and that action should be condemned to the fullest. You know um, it's just, it's weird because, you know, you look at like a guy like Martin Luther King, whose reputation is not tainted at all, but he was an adulterer and a fornicator and slept with multiple women and, uh, that were not his wife. And, you know, you, it, maybe it came out so far later and it wasn't as horrendous. So you kind of wonder, well, what's the, going to be the legacy, you know, like, do you just toss out all of Robbie's books? Like what, you know, because it, I mean, I don't know, man, it's, it's crazy. Uh, you, you know, and, and, and that's a tough one, man. Uh, th that's, that's a tough one because you even look at, you even look through scripturally, look at David. I mean, David, David wasn't always a great guy, but David is known as known in Israel. He was the, the king of the king outside of Jesus, right? He was known as the, as the best king that came through Israel and the way he worked and that he was chosen by God, you know, God really, really sifted on him and, and, uh, and refined him, uh, and, and I think what it comes down to with all this stuff is uh, I think we judge each other by our actions, but on, on the same note, uh, on the same note, you know, don't, don't necessarily sum up someone uh, for their flaws and only look at their flaws. Cause there can be a lot of good that come from people and we're all human, man. Yeah. I think I th the thing I was watching today and, and I thought the guy doing the uh, analysis of it was pretty spot on, but um, he was almost implying that Ravi w wasn't saved or maybe wasn't in heaven. I don't know if I believe that. I think, um, you know, I think it has come to the light now for good, you know, for as, as a good thing. But I, I, I don't necessarily know if um, him – I mean, you can't lose your salvation. I don't think there's any question that Ravi Zacharias was saved at one point. 
but uh, it is, it is, it's sad. What about, what do you think, Stu? Obviously you're just hearing all this and don't really uh, know. I but. mean, well, at first, I guess at first, uh, at first glance or at first hearing it, I think of, especially when it comes to sin. Um, I know there's been multiple times when I've thought to myself is, 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 is my sin, uh, you know, so big that I can't, you know, disciple somebody, or I'm not qualified to disciple somebody, or I'm not, I'm not able to share the gospel to that person because of my sin. And, uh, that's really, I mean, that's not true. That's not true at all because we're all, you know, yeah. and I think, um, yeah, I, th I think you kind of got to look at it that way, uh, in aspect, or that's how, I, that's how I'm looking at it. Um, yeah, of course it was just, it was, I mean, what you guys are telling me, I'm going to do some more research on it later, but what you guys are telling me, that's just, I mean, it's just terrible, like terrible things. But uh, like what Tucker said, you can't undermine the things that are the good that came out of it, uh, uh, of his teachings and, and him sharing the gospel because of, because of his sin, you know, because there, there's not a person that's not qualified, not qualified because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, the important thing to realize too, you know, is the Bible talks about like people that preach from, you know, maybe an unrepentant heart or preach from a, you know, a place like the important thing is the gospel is being preached. You know, obviously like their heart is their heart and that's their deal. But, um, you know, I think the important thing is that other people are able to hear the gospel because God will, will speak through like wicked people. I mean, he's done it with every human being, you know, and you can hear the gospel through somebody that maybe doesn't even know Jesus, but God will somehow touch your heart with his spirit. And so, and I'm kind of looking at it like from a personal standpoint, like I learned a lot from Robbie's books. I learned a lot from his teachings. And, you know, if we're going to throw out everything he stood for and everything he maybe said in his life, I think you have to throw out the information you've compiled too, which is just not fair. Like that wouldn't make any sense. Like I learned a lot about what I know about apologetics and I've been able to reach a lot of people because of his influence. And so I think, you know, obviously you condemn that action and maybe, you know, his reputation is going to be tainted forever, but I don't think it invalidates some of the words he said, you know, cause David wrote the Psalms while he was, you know, sleeping with Bathsheba, you know, like he was doing horrible things. Um, and, and it came to light while David was alive, you know, and, you know, fortunately Robbie's situation has come to light, but not while he's alive, but. Well, and, and you know, uh, it's the same thing with David there. I mean, like you were saying with David and Bathsheba, I mean, uh, a guy that's really lifted up in, in history there. And you see him, and he, I mean, he, he sent this man, uh, who's the husband of Bathsheba at this time, uh, out to the front lines yeah. because he was envious of the wife that he had. I, I think it just comes back to the point, no matter what you look at, is we're all men. Yeah. We, we, all, we all have ways that Satan will come after us, especially if we try to follow in, uh, in God's steps and, uh, and try to pursue him and, uh, get close. Um, and, uh, no, no matter, no matter what we do, I think that at the end of the day, we all have stuff yeah. and, I, and I don't think that's anything to avoid. But. Yeah. I think it just, it just, I mean, cause you know, you saw that with Ravi and then you saw what happened with Carl Lentz this last year. And I mean, it happens, uh, all over it happens in the catholic church it seems like every weekend um you know somebody's doing it right now that is a highly prominent pastor or a highly prominent influence in their community or maybe in the world 
And I think, you know, you just have to kind of take a step back. And I think that's really where community comes through. And, you know, you have to be in that communal aspect, like when it's the porn stage or when you're having the thoughts, like at the thought level, I think you need to have accountability, you know, not just when it's the actions, because the actions are, you know, that's when it, you get to a point where you're just not going to tell anybody, you know, like, it's just like, I'm taking this to the grave. Like there's no, and, and generally most people don't, you know, it, it gets uncovered. Yep. The truth always comes out in the end. <laughs> it's yep. something, if I ever learned anything, uh, my, my dad seemed to ring that in my head as a young child. And I figured that out very well. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts on this, Stu? Uh, yeah. I mean, are you, are you talking about like <laughs> your thoughts are, yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts? I mean, yeah. you're, you're about, it? <laughs> I mean, you look at, you look at pastors, like you were saying, yeah. I mean, a lot of people, they'll walk at, you know, people of the congregation, uh, that there, there's a lot of, you know, stuff that there's a lot of talk here and there and, and gossiping here and there. And sometimes, uh, people of the congregation will, will find out something about a pastor, you know, the lead pastor uh, of a church, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they'll know this dirt on the pastor and they'll think, well, I don't, I don't know if I need to be listening to this person. I don't know if I need to be, uh, you know, hearing what this pastor has to say to me. Uh, but the, I, think, I think they're looking at it wrong. I think you're looking at the pastor, not the gospel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You're discounting the messenger because of the messenger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's weird because, you know, it's like, okay, well, what, because we've, we've seen in the, in the Bible that there's no disqualifying sin in the old and the new Testament, but in culture today and in, in 2021, there is disqualifying sins. And I don't necessarily know if that's a bad thing. I think if you go murder somebody, you should be put in jail. But that's exactly who Paul was. Paul was a murderer. So I, I do think there's an aspect of God changing people's hearts little by little over the times and, and working through that. And also, you know, you know, because I do think there will be a day like, you know, you look at like abortion or something like I think there will be a day when culturally that I hope that that's not acceptable. And, and people that, you know, try to conduct this and, and you know, the doctors that put people that do these operations, I think there will be a day when those people are looked at as slave owners. And, but as of right now, there is an ability for those people to be redeemed and still be allowed in civil society. But I do think, you know, and and the same with like a Paul or a David, but if those guys did that now, you know, societally, you know, maybe their salvation's not in question and societally they're not uh, taken out. But if they were to do it today, uh, it would be a completely different story. Mm. Mm. You, you know, and, and, I, and I think all it comes back to is, you know, time goes on and times changes, but it, it doesn't really. I think we're always going to have sin in the world, uh, you, whether it's abortion uh, or whether you go back into the time of the Old Testament. And there was a lot of different stuff just because the culture was different. Yeah. And as time's gone on, the culture's changed. Uh, mm-hmm. But we live in a sinful world. We're sinful people. There's no works that can get us into heaven. Yeah. It's all grace. Yeah. 
No, and I, I think it's encouraging, man. And, you know, this is obviously a podcast, but, you know, I've moved to three different places in the last year and I've been in and out of community. Churches have closed down. And so this is definitely like, uh, I mean, this is a meeting with, you know, with the the church. Like this is a meeting like amongst men. Like obviously we're not going to share our most interpersonal things on this podcast, but, you know, man, this has been a tough year for me. I mean, I moved from Oregon to, or from Corvallis, Oregon to Portland and, you know, every day I'm seeing, you know, people rioting and, and looting and in groups of a thousand, but I can't go to church. I can't like create community. And meanwhile, the church is like literally turning non-believers away at the door. And I'm a believer, like I've got a strong faith and I'm struggling like, and, and they're turning people away saying, no, we got to follow these regulations. And then I moved to Mexico and again, it's the same kind of thing. And it's just like, and now I'm here in Vegas and it's just like, man, like it has been hate. You know, there's three things I think every Christian needs. They need prayer, they need Bible reading, and they need community. And there's just been like a, a for me, like one that's been super hard to get this last year. So, yeah, I mean, I, well, go ahead. Sorry. And, and it's crazy that you mention all that uh, because, you know, I, I don't, I don't know uh, why. I've been picked up and placed in Bryan College Station, but there seems to be a large missionary community here. And everybody I talk to that's in the mission field, and you're talking about moving and just the church in general, uh, but it seems like everybody's having a really tough time, even overseas right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's not just here. Man. Yeah. It, it's all over the place. Yeah. Is that what it's like for you, Stu, in Arkansas? Uh, yeah, man. I, really, the past year, the community has been – Ever since I graduated, honestly, because I, I was in college ministry at Chi Alpha at Arkansas Tech, and I had a you know a good group of guys that I was always hanging out with, and then you know I graduated and moved on, and then COVID hit. It was like, dang, like man, uh, you know, the first half everybody was like, oh, we don't need to be hanging out, and we don't need to be you know meeting and all that, and I'm like, man, that's so I kind of at, at the beginning I kind of got into a little a, a little a uh, little hole I guess or a little slump. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've been digging myself out of it. Yeah, community man has been super, super tough this last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I almost wonder if if God has really, you know, kind of put everybody in the same season to to press into him. And, and I'm not saying that he's, you know, like taking community away, but I think we take it for granted a lot of times. And I think we take away, you know, you're seeing the cancel culture. I think we take, you know, a lot of times we take away like or we take advantage of, like our freedom of speech in the United States. We take advantage of our um and our ability to speak out for what we believe and stand up because there's no there hasn't in the past been any repercussions really in America for being a Christian. And I'm not saying they're super bad now. All you have to deal with is the Twitter mob. But it's getting to a point like, you know, where it's not gonna be pretty for a lot of people. And and I think God is really using this time to to sanctify his people to grow his people but it is definitely like a process a painful process for a lot of people right now like I mean I look at myself like a year ago and I'm like man I feel way different and I don't know if it's all for the like the better I mean I think it is ultimately but it's been tough it's been a tough year for everyone yeah I think uh I think yeah you're right I I agree with you uh, you know, speaking on it, be a challenge for everybody and being a season for everybody. Uh, I think God, or I, I think at times 
we were so used to community, or at least I was, I was so used to community and being around my dudes, you know, three times a week, but, and, and press into the word with them and, and, you know, and, and then just read some word with them, worship, like, and I wouldn't spend any alone time mm. with God because yeah. I was pressing in with my dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the relationship, yeah, we had, it was a, I mean, we were a, a unit, you know, like mm-hmm. we were, but I think when COVID hit, I, I realized that uh, it's about the one-on-one relationship with God as well. You can't, you can't let that slip by. You can't let that, uh, you know, just, just walk on down the road just because you're with your boys. Like you gotta, you, you still have to press into that. You still have to form that relationship. That's essential, you know? Yeah. You know, I did a fast last year. Um, I had some time and it was like, it was a few days. I'll just say it was a few days. Um, and, and I had never really fasted before because I was always playing football and I was always, you know, heavyweight and wrestling. So it was, it was tough uh, to do it, but you don't understand until you do it that you spend hours of your day cooking and eating. Like you, so when you take that away, you're like, well, what do I do? like what what's my like purpose almost like there's like four hours out of the day where you're either eating or preparing to eat and so you've got four hours on your hands and and I think that's really what's going on now is is and I've definitely not taken you know the best advantage of it as as possible but what's going on now is we've lost something like something's been kind of taken away from us and and now we've got this extra time on our hands and And we're all kind of like, you know, with our hands in our pockets, like, what do we do? And, and I'm, I'm guilty of it. And, and it's honestly, I'm just thinking of it now as I'm talking about it, but I think really it's a time to, you know, cause in those times when I was fasting, like, and I wasn't eating, I was praying, like I was reading books about Jesus. Like I was trying to develop this personal relationship. So that way, when I do get to heaven, like it, it's not as big of a gap from like earth to heaven. Cause I was able to like, with God's grace, like try to bring heaven to earth, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, it, it's crazy uh, with fasting there. It, like you said, you spend so much time eating and preparing to eat that you don't realize it when you stop. All you can think about a lot when you first get to going is like, man, I'm hungry. What am I going to eat? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think in a lot of it, uh, it helps strengthen a person person but i think in the biggest thing there too is man we're just trying i think the ultimate goal at the end of the day is trying to focus on the heavenly goal right at least i would think so that's what i try to fight for and i don't always win but yeah 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 no and i think i was thinking about this the other day and i was really praying on it and i was like you know what man like what if you walked into every single fight or battle or, or competition, you know, like there's some guys like that I know, like if, like if the Kansas city chiefs or the, you know, or an NFL team walks onto a high school football field or like a seventh grade football field, they know they're going to win, you know, like if there's nothing now imagine like the biggest fight of your life and the outcome's already decided. Like we know like Jesus is going to win. Now, there's no telling like, okay, what's going to happen in between that? Like when you're going to get a first down or when you're going to get a penalty or, you know, when you're going to fumble or when you're going to get a great kickoff or a touchdown or whatever. But ultimately, you know, it, 
at the end of the night, you're going to have more points on the board. And I think that allows you to play the game free, you know, like that allows you, and I'm not just talking about the game. I'm talking about life that allows you to live free. That allows you to take risks. And that also allows you to, to not live in a, in a degree of fear because you know, ultimately the outcome. And I almost wonder like, if we prayed more for that, like what this world would look like, like, Hey God, I know what the outcome is. I know that you're going to win, but I don't know what the score is going to be. I don't know when the, I'm going to get a first down, like when I'm going to have a victory, when I'm not like when I'm going to get kicked, but like, just help me in that process to move forward. What are you laughing about, Stu, man? I'm pouring my heart out. Your analogies, man. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Man, it's not my first down and say a 15 yard penalty on the defense for 52. Bro, I, I mean, I've got, I've got some, I've got some godliness in me, but I might go any given Sunday Al Pacino real quick. Like, you know, just start, just start cussing. Like, Nothing wrong. Force analogy. I like it. I like it. Oh my gosh. When you add up all those inches, that's going to make the difference. You guys seen that movie? No? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> that was awkward. Now, now we're all – okay. Whatever, guys. Just leave – I'll be the skunk at the garden party. I don't care. <laughs> Tucker, how, how Texas, man? Tell us about man, – Please tell us. Man, it's, it's good. Uh, definitely something – uh, that I didn't expect, uh, and still, and just like, you know, still trying to sift through it, uh, but man, weather's crazy, I'll say that much, <laughs> yeah. um, goes from, goes from five degrees to 80 in just about five days, yeah, um, but no, no, in all reality, man, uh, lots of big life changes, uh, in ways I would have never imagined, uh, and man, I, I can't tell you how, how, fantastic it is uh and man being down here with my aunt and uncle is really a blessing too would have never expected it in a million years yeah. uh but uh just seeing god work that's the only way i can explain it man mm-hmm. truly that's awesome that's cool so, yeah Sorry, go ahead Stu. Now, i was gonna i was just gonna ask tucker to kind of uh tell us about his journey like started square one and, and tell us how it all unfolded Listen, you can ask like little like questions. Okay. Hey, but this is your, I know this is your first podcast. You're the head hog of the trough. You're, you're in the spotlight and you're but like, I'm a little piglet. I'm a little dude, piglet. Maybe, maybe it's my <laughs> podcast. I don't know. We, I got, my middle name's the same as his last name. He, we're related. <laughs> what do you no. know? No, no, no. You don't come on to my show, Stu. Okay. You can ask little questions, all right? But you don't, you don't just full on bring topic changes without my consent. Okay. If you okay. Want to that okay. Crap, well, how about you ask him and then. We'll just, well, it's just, let's not say we did. That I hey, have. let's do this. How about instead, I'll ask him and then we'll just not and say we did. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Cause here's the thing. And you're going to see this as you continue to, you know, do your media rounds and stuff. There's a way to ask that's really direct. And that's kind of what you did. And that's real novice and real, you know, um, I don't want to say childish, but it, it, it's just, it's, it's rookie level. Okay. And then you're going to see here in a second when I transition to asking Tucker about his journey from, you know, crazy party guy to crazy guy on fire for Jesus, Yeah. Uh, how it's just smooth. And it, you almost, it's not like a break. You're like, wow, like he did that really well. So Tucker, let me ask you, man. I'm actually curious. Um, <laughs> My gosh. I'm actually curious, man. So Throw this guy a bone, Tucker, please. But how, how, how did you go from 
the guy that threw the coolest high school parties to now the guy that's on fire for Jesus. I, if, I, if you want me to edit the high school party comment out, I will not. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, man, you know, um, I think it all comes down to a, at a certain point, uh, you're going through life and no matter what you've got there, like I, th I thought that parties at the time and everything all the way through high school, uh, and you can tie some of that back to me growing up as a kid, uh, but I will spare us all for that at the moment. Um, but you know, that leads to a lot of stuff, whether it's, whether it's you're pursuing money, popularity, whatever it is, I think that we're all created the same, mm -hmm. uh, know that we're all created the same and the same image. Uh, and I, and I think what it comes down to, man, is, uh, you end up finding your breaking point and God kind of finds it for you. Uh, and the way that he works with it is pretty seamless. So I found myself, uh, one evening, uh, you know, I, I was going to school up in Colorado mm -hmm. and, uh, Man, I, I thought I had everything, or at least it would have looked like it from the outside. Uh, I was doing well in school, uh, you know, partying, obviously, having a great time. Uh, but I found myself in my, in my room, and uh, I felt so empty inside me, and I couldn't even take it anymore. And I, was, and I literally fell on my knees, uh, and, and I, couldn't, I couldn't help but weep. And I just asked God, I said, God, you got to do something. I can't do this anymore. Uh, and with that, not two days later, uh, in a way that I could have never imagined. I basically had no choice, uh, but I, but some unforeseen things came about, and it caused me to pick up and leave the leave the environment I was in, and uh, took me to the wilderness for a while, uh, out in Craig, Colorado. I don't know if anybody hey. from Craig, Colorado listens to this, but small town, nothing but coal miners and ranchers, uh, man. But it but it was something else. Uh, the way God transformed my life, I know without Him. I can tell you personally from where I was, wouldn't be here. I, I would not be here uh, in a physical sense anymore because it took me to a, about as deep as a guy could go, as low as a guy could go. And I think the only way that you can find uh, fulfillment, fulfill, be fulfilled for that emptiness is, is with Christ. And that's what he wants. And once you finally just open the door, man, it's just seamless. It's seamless. Kind of like your intro to this. Yeah, it was seamless. I know. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, so, so when you say you wouldn't be here, uh, you, you mean you'd be dead. Yep. Yeah, dead. Man, I, I, and that's the thing, you know, it, when you get there in that empty, in that place of emptiness. And, I, and you know, I think we're seeing a lot of it in our generation, uh, which is really sad. Uh, but I was, I was in a huge depression, mm. huge depression. I didn't, I didn't know if there was meaning in life anymore. Wow. Uh, and really, really was searching, man really felt lost, really felt lost. And the only thing holds you and me together is father. Now, did you have any kind of established faith before this? Like, would you have identified as Christian or what was, what was kind of your background before that? Yeah. If so, if someone asked me if I was a Christian, I'd say for sure. I'd say for sure. You know, I, I, I grew, I, do, I would, didn't live it. I didn't live it. That's for sure. Um, I grew up though. Uh, my mom put me in an Episcopalian school. Mm -hmm. uh, my parents were separated at my birth. Um, so that was always tough there. Uh, but my dad took us to church some as we were young, my brother and I. And uh, we went to Episcopalian little private school before I moved to Bologna, where I got to meet Stu. Uh, but uh, so, so I like I had a soft exposure there. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, I, and I knew God was real. Uh, he'd done some things in my life that were uh, pretty crazy that I don't know how to explain. Uh, 
but uh, yeah, if someone had asked me, man, I've been like, for sure, but I definitely wouldn't live in it. Yeah. So now would you say that, man, that's I, when you were saying that, man, I could just feel God's presence on me. Like it was just convicting. It was encouraging. Would you, and I hope that anybody listening feels the same way, you know, because testimony, I think is the most powerful thing. Like I really do. I think somebody else telling you that they were literally, I mean, would you, let me answer this question. Would you say that you were literally on the verge of, I mean, you, you, you said you'd be dead by now. I mean, how quick do you, I mean, you, was it the fork in the road? Like, Hey, you, you keep going, like, you're not going to live much longer, but you take this path. Like, almost like God's giving you like the red or blue pill. I don't, I mean, I don't want to say like that that's exactly what's going on, but if you want to call me Keanu Reeves, that's okay. Okay. All right, Neil. Uh, but basically, I mean, you came to a fork on the road where it's like, Hey man, you're going to, you're going to have spiritual death and, you, and your body's going to give out soon. Or you, you can like have life. I mean, is that basically where you were? You were to the rock bottom point where like, there's only two options. Like I can't keep living this way and live. And, and I, and I mean, I don't like that other option, you know? Uh, you know, I, I do think it was to that point when I look back on it, um, you know, and, and that's pretty scary. It's, it's one of those scary things to look back on. And it's pretty, it kind of blows me away too. Uh, but I think if I'd kept going the way that I was and I kept exposing myself to Satan all the time and sin all the time, that's just where he's going to leave me. Yeah. That's, that's all there was to it. Uh, because, I mean, God, God wants us to thrive in all reality, to be happy and at peace. And Satan, man, he may, he may promise you the world, but I promise you, you'll never, you'll he never be. Deliver. No, he didn't deliver at all. At yeah. the end of the day, no, he didn't provide anything. Man, I, this is a crazy podcast because I think, you know, Stu, I'm not saying you were off the rails, but – I was very thrilled and a, a little bit surprised when, when you told me you were getting into ministry in college. Um, and, and, you know, I think a lot of people that saw me in high school, um, you know, I wasn't drinking, I wasn't having sex or anything, but man, there wasn't much fruit my last few years. I was mean to people. I was nasty to girls. Like I was just not a good person to be around a lot of times. Like I was trying to fit in, like I had senioritis, um, so, I mean, I think if, if there's any testament to, to God's grace, it's maybe the three people on this podcast, you know. Um, Stu, I want to hear a little bit about your story too, man, because you kind of – I remember there was a little spurt where we didn't talk much. It wasn't that we had any problems. It was just, you know, I was moving, I was wrestling, and, and you were doing your thing at school. And then next thing I know is, you know, we're both like starting ministries and, and we're both, you know – um, just having these amazing experiences with the Lord and, and God's doing crazy things. Talk about like, is there a point where you recognize like God really did something in your heart too? Uh, yeah. Me. Um, and, but you know, where, where it happened in my life, but I'm kind of curious about your, and Tucker shared his. Yeah, man. Um, I think, yeah, the last, you know, three, two or three years of high school was, and I'm, I'm talking like 17, well, 10th grade, I guess, you know, 10th grade, I was going to graduation parties and, you know, driving. when I could drive, I was gone. Okay. I was, I was drinking, man. I, I was going to parties, graduation parties, all that. And uh, it really dipped into the, like the first half of 
uh, freshman year in uh, in college and really wasn't I, I was dating this girl and it wasn't a, a fruitful relationship and uh and then that that ended sophomore year started and uh my my heart kind of opened uh, open to god i i met a lot of people my sophomore year that just opened my heart uh to what god's love actually looked like and uh and how how we should receive that love you know and um i'd never felt that before i'd never i promise you i never uh felt that down in a 30 pack you know in, in a weekend i never felt that i promise you um but that was at ASUBB, so I, I went to a two-year college uh, before I transferred to Tech, got my associates there, and so sophomore year, that happened, and uh, I, I was transferring to Tech to finish my four-year degree, and I was walking around at the, uh, the club fair, and a guy came up to me. His name was Daniel Andrews. He was part of the Chi Alpha ministry, and, uh, and I had met him before. Uh, he was actually friends family friends of my ex-girlfriend and so I'd met him before and we had joked around you know I knew who the guy was and so uh so I kind of started coming going to the ministry and I was like oh man this is these people are awesome <laughs> like this is this is some God-filled community right here these people are worshiping they're loving they don't they don't, they don't care who walks through the door man they're just loving mm-hmm. you. they're coming in they're hugging you and uh yeah I think I think that really started um uh, started my journey and I was, I was in a couple different ministries too. Uh, it was in young adults at NLC. It's a church we have here in Arkansas, a few cities. NLC. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think a quick turn happened j- just around sophomore year for me. And, um, yeah, that's, that's here I am today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, it's funny how there's these little moments in life where you can actually pinpoint like, you know, before my freshman year of college, I really couldn't have told you when I got saved or when I became a Christian. But I can tell you when not maybe not the day, but I could tell you when it stopped being religion and started being relationship. Oh, yeah. And, and that's a big difference, man. I mean, that like, that's when you start changing from the inside out, not the outside in. You know, because if you're if you're taken from the world and you're taken from words and everything and you're trying to change based on what you hear and not what's going on inside, like that's that's a failing, you know, that's a failing uh, mission. I mean, that's not that's not going to pan out, you know, and that's kind of where where every religion goes is like, hey, follow these rules and, and you're just stuck. And this is what you were touching on, Tucker, like. And you said it too, Stu, like there's nothing that's going to fulfill you. There's no amount of good deeds that you can do. That's going to make you feel better. I mean, it might make you feel better, but it's not going to make you better. Right. The only thing that's going to satisfy is a relationship with Christ. I read this book called crazy love. I don't know if you guys read it. Francis Chan, Francis Chan, right? Yeah, dude. One of the big takeaways I took from that book was uh, if, and it hit me hard. And he said, if you could go to heaven, but God wasn't there, would you still want to go? And I kind of related that to like, if you could go on your honeymoon without your wife, like, would you still want to go? You know, like if your relationship with God is, and I, I get, Hey man, I think some people legitimately saved because 
you know, that's how it starts, like their fear of hell. But if that's where it stays, you know, there's no fruit. There's not, you know, it can't, it can't stay that way. It has to be, man, I want to go wherever God's at, wherever he's at. Like heaven is just his, like his house. Like I've never, like if you go to somebody's house and you're going just because the house is cool, man, that's not a good relationship. That's not a, that's not a, that's not going to bring any fruit. You know, you're not going to help that person move. They're not going to help you move. But if you're going because, Hey, man, I don't care where you're at, where you're living. I want to be around you. And if your house is cool as heck, cool, man, that's fine by me. But if you live in a trailer, if you live in a box, like I want to be with you. Well, and, and man, I think the biggest thing is like he, he wouldn't have sent us his only son to come and die for us if he didn't want that relationship. And, and I think that's where a lot of people miss because, you know, I, I feel like there's a large misconception, especially in the States about Christianity yeah. and, uh, you look at it and it's like, well, you know, I see all these people and they go to church and everybody views like salvation by the Old Testament standard, the, the Mosaic law. Yeah. And uh, they look at it and they're like, well, you know, that doesn't seem possible. It seems like a bunch of restrictions, but no, I mean, you know, all he wants is us to have that relationship. I mean, he loved us enough to die for us. Yeah. Uh, and if he went, and if he died for us when he could have lived in heaven, just perfectly fine. And, uh, and as sinful as we are, man, I mean, uh, yeah, it, it'd be kind of it'd be kind of tough to turn away from that. Well, and if if it was about the rules, then the Holy Spirit would have no job. Like that would just be like okay, you know, because it was about the rules before before Jesus came on the scene, and Jesus showed hey, and and he even said this is incomplete. Like the old ta- like I'm the completion of the law. Like yeah, without me, you can't follow these rules. You know, because you see time and time again. You know, oh, is this the Messiah? Nope. Is this the Messiah? Nope. Everybody's infected by the same sin, the same issue. And then Jesus comes on the scene and he's like, I'm not affected by this. And, and, and I'm not telling you to follow these rules. I'm telling you to follow me because these rules are my character. Like this is who I am. All right. And so if you're pursuing this and, and you're not going to succeed. And not only am I going to ask you to follow me, I'm going to give you a helper that's going to walk you through it to help follow me and help bring others to it, to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just like Paul says, you know, the, the letter is death. I mean, w- without Christ, there's no way that we yeah. could ever reach it. Uh, but uh, the, the one said, the one thing that came to mind for me, uh, as you were talking about that is, uh, you know, everybody kind of looks at the spirit because, you know, a lot of people that don't understand, they see the triune God, the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. And they think about like, What's the spirit got like? You know, yeah. <laughs> what does that actually look like? And I was, I was reading, uh, I, I, I want to say it was A.W. Tozer, uh, God's Pursuit of Man. Mm. And uh, he was going through there. He's like, the same character that God has, the same character that Jesus has, the same character the spirit has. Yeah. And he needs to be worshipped and loved just the same. You know, because I think a lot of people put the spirit on the back burner. Yeah. Yeah, well, the spirit is... And this, and I, I think that's Satan's job is because, you know, he almost makes the spirit sound weird. He almost make, cause you know, you hear about people praying in tongues and people prophesying and people healing and you're like, Oh, that's, that's not real. Well, Jesus says it's real. You know, he says yeah. that we're going to do it, you know, but, but there's like this cultural, like disdain for it. Like, 
well, if somebody does that, that they're a false prophet or whatever. And, you know, the spirit is, is our power as Christians, you know, like when Jesus didn't fulfill any miracles until, you know, he was baptized. And a lot of scholars think that that was when he was filled with the Holy spirit and was able to actually walk and, and, and heal the sick and, you know, raise the dead to life and do all these things. And so like, that's our, you know, God is in heaven and he rules, you know, or the father is in heaven and he rules. And then Jesus is, is him incarnate. Like this is who we follow. This is our sacrifice. This is our savior. And then the spirit is this helper. I mean, Jesus literally says the helper will come. Like, this is our power. Like without the spirit, we don't, I mean, every time somebody does something crazy in the old Testament where somebody comes back to life or, or something like that, like you, it's a, it's the spirit empowering them to do so. Yeah. Well, and you say that I've actually got something crazy because, you know, a lot of people, uh, you look at Jonah and the whale, you look at Jesus walking on water, everybody's like, you know, is that metaphor or, or what are you talking about? No, that's this stuff actually happened. This is, this is all truth. Uh, but uh, so, so my aunt and uncle, and this just kind of gives uh, a mindset of it. And I don't know why we don't see it in the States, uh, but my aunt and uncle and their family, uh, they try to be really involved in mission work. Mm. Uh, they're not full-time missionaries but they'll go, they'll try to go at least on a couple each year. Um, and they've been going over, I will say towards the Southern portion of Asia. Okay. Don't need to be too specific, right? Yeah. You don't want to give them away. No. Uh, but anyway, so they, they took their, uh, they took their, uh, their, their oldest son and he was over there and he was running around with his dad in in the group that they were in. And there was this one village, uh, that they had gone to minister to the day before, and they'd been previous, uh, previously known as Satan worshippers, right? So just like, you know, some dark stuff wow. that really went on from the way to describe it. And, uh, you know, they started to say, you know, it's a little bit too much pressure. We've got to move. Uh, can't, we can't really stay here anymore. But my little, my little cousin, he was like, no, I want to go back. I want to pray over this guy. I want to pray over this guy. He just felt like he was just, it was, it was something outside of him. Could never have been him. Uh, so he, uh, a young 16 year old at the time convinced a whole group of adults in the middle of this foreign country, uh, to go back and to pray for the Satan worshiper as guy. And so, so this guy to give a background on, him, uh, he'd been lame from the middle of his back down for over eight years and crawled around with two sticks in his hands. Uh, and, uh, that was the only way he could get around. Uh, and I think it was him, uh, and about seven women. Uh, that lived with him. Uh, so they went in and everybody said that the women were demon possessed as well. Uh, and you kind of, so they went in, I'll get back to the story, but they went in, man, and uh, they started praying over this guy. They had a, they had a few over in the corner and the women were praying over them. And uh, uh, my uncle, uh, the, the uh, translator and my cousin were praying over this guy and they had, they placed their hand on his back, you know, wanted to get real specific, but they prayed over this guy. And out of nowhere, they just kept praying, praying and asking God for healing. And out of nowhere, this guy broke into sweats, like uncontrollable. I'm going to talk about like, you just ran a marathon and your shirt's drenched. And uh, out of nowhere, you start to see his legs start to move. And, uh, you know, a lot of people hear this and they'd be like, there's no way. I'll tell you, they took a video. And just a few minutes after that, that man's outside walking. Wow. And it's crazy. He, he's still, and, and that's the thing, man. I, and I, I know a lot of us, it's hard to wrap our minds around because yeah. trust me, I, I can't even wrap my mind around it. Uh, but he still works like that. 
he still works like that. Uh, I mean, he's he's the same today as he was then. It is weird that it doesn't happen as often as it does in the United States. And I, I wonder if that's maybe because of our medical technologies and the ability that God has to heal through that. Um, because you hear all the time about doctors doing stuff like that, um, you know, medical miracles and stuff like that and, and people coming back from the dead and, and everything, but it's usually within a hospital bed or it's usually, you know, something in relation to a medical professional being there um, where I think, I think what I'm, what, what would be a good testament to what's going on is, is God's going to find a way he's going to either use people or he's going to use prayer or he's going to use both. But regardless, there's going to be healing. There's going to be salvation. Like there's going to be dead people raised and, and nothing's going to stop that. No, you know, lack of medicine, no lack of hospital, no lack of intellect or, you know, no, um, abundance of demons is going to be able to do anything when, when he decides, Hey, that person's going to walk today. No, no. And it's definitely crazy. Um, you know, as I look at this stuff though, you know, uh, and, and you look overseas, cause I do think a lot of it is, uh, is basically based off of our, off of the medical technology. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and this is just me speaking my opinion. I, cause I, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I look, I look at the overseas stuff and man, like if you really look at some of the, some of the things that they practice overseas, it, I mean, it's kind of pretty dark. Yeah. It, it can be pretty dark. So you can only imagine the spiritual warfare that's going over there on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 No, it's, um, it's crazy. Stu, you got anything on your thinking? Uh, yeah. I and you were talking about darkness, Tucker. And I, I mean, Chi Alpha—they're really big on 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 mission. Um, that's one of their that's one of their big values uh, is mission and countless stories. I've never been uh, across seas, never been on a mission trip. Uh, I think I think you're on mission every day. Yep. Uh, I think there's different types of mission, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I've definitely heard tons of stories of. Uh, accounts in Africa, uh, Zimbabwe, you know, tons of stories from missionaries that have uh, just seen crazy stuff. Um, and it's real. It's real. And a lot of people, a lot of people are like, well, I don't, yeah, you got to see it to believe it. Well, no, you don't. You don't really have to see it to believe it uh, because it happens. It's, it's, it's there. It's in scripture that it happens. Uh, it's in scripture that the healing is there and that the healing will happen, you know? So I think it's, I think it's faith-based, um, but, but yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of my take on it. I just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think too, when people say, well, you got to see it to believe it. Well, maybe you do, but there's others that don't. So like, you know, right. like some people just have to hear. Yeah. And, and that's very biblical. Like, I mean, I, oh gosh, I'm just thinking of the story right now with John the Baptist was in prison and, and he's, uh, and he's about to get his head cut off, you know, and he sends some of his disciples to, to go ask Jesus. And, and John was the one that was leaping in his mother's womb. He's the one that was baptizing people and literally saying, Hey, the guy that's coming after me, I'm not even worthy to strap up his sandals. 
And he sends his disciples to ask if Jesus is the one or if they need to look for somebody else. And instead of Jesus saying, oh, John, like, come on, man, you know, or uh, hey, John, like, what are you doing, dude? Or instead of, you know, even helping John and getting John out of prison, because he could have. He said, go and tell John what you've seen and heard. The deaf hear, the lame walk, the dead are raised, like, it's just like, go tell him. Like, and sometimes that's all it takes. And the spirit works that way. You know, you can't see the spirit, but you know, the spirit's been involved in every salvation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I well, and it's, and it's, and it's like that too. You know, you point that out and then uh, there's a, I, I tend, uh, and it may not be for everybody, but I tend to listen to a little bit of bluegrass every now and then. And hey. I don't know what it is. Well, I don't know what it is in me, but there's this guy named Ralph Stanley. Uh, and he sings a song, One Drop of Water, and it's the story of, uh, of Lazarus uh, and, the, and the rich man and how the rich man sees Lazarus and uh, Lazarus doesn't have a scent to him uh, when, when he's here on earth. And the rich man just kind of, you know, shrugs him off, says, oh. well, the rich man ends up dying. He ends up going to hell and he's sitting there and he's looking up and he sees Lazarus being comforted in heaven. And he's saying, just give me one drop of water. And that's all I, that's, that's all I ask for. And he's like, you know, I can't do it. I'm separated from you. You're separated from me. God made it this way. Uh, but he was like, well, at least send Lazarus back to go and tell my, my brothers so they don't end up falling here. And he said, well, you know, they've, they've got the prophets and, and, uh, and Abraham. And they said, if they didn't believe them, then, uh, then they won't even believe a man that came back from the dead. And I, th- and I think that you look at that, it's like, unless, unless you're opening your heart, and you're at the point where the spirit's really working with you, even if you hear it, sometimes you won't even believe it. Or even if you see it, sometimes you won't believe it. Yeah. And, and when he's talking about that too, you know, I think, I think there's a little nudge of talking about Lazarus, but I think it's more talking about Jesus and, and foreshadowing, you know, even if somebody comes back from the dead, like there's more evidence to support Jesus raising from the grave than almost any event in human history. Like, especially that far back, and people still don't believe it. Every atheist I've ever met um, has been very hard-hearted if they're a true atheist. And you can tell the difference. There's people that have put up a wall and that just want to argue, that just want to fight, that have no desire to believe it even if they knew it was true. And then there's some people that are like, hey, man, like, who's this Jesus guy? Like, I keep hearing about him. Or, and you can tell, like, there's an openness. And I, I don't even know how to explain openness or describe it, but you will be able to tell somebody that genuinely wants to know who Jesus is and somebody who genuinely wants to just win an argument and make you look stupid in front of people. And Ravi, I've, I've had both of those. And Ravi Zacharias was actually a big help when, you know, it came to the people that want to make me look stupid. But um, yeah, man, I mean, it, it, you can tell the difference. And Gentle kindness, right? Yeah. I mean, even, even to both sides. And that's, that's tough to bite the tongue at times. Because there are a lot of people, especially nowadays, it's a lot of times when you go out and it's like, am I safe to kind of talk about this here or what's going to happen? Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of ways to do it wrong too, you know? I mean, I've seen some street preachers that I was like, man, come on, stop. And I've been that guy, like not on the street, but, you know, I've, I mean, especially this last year, like I made some mistakes on my podcast. I, I've said some things and you know and it's it is what it is it's hard to 
you know, deal with what's going on in the world, especially when you live in a place like Portland and everybody's, you know, seemingly just going like astray, but you know, there's grace in that. And, and I think God works through those words anyway. And um, even when you're a little bit maybe paranoid or deranged or angry, um, yeah, the same grace that's there for them is there for me too. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. You know, uh, I, I, when I got the text and as, and as I was looking over, looking this over and uh, thinking over if I, if I was going to come on here on this podcast, like I've never been on a podcast like, and this is pretty dang awesome. I feel pretty honored to be on here. Thank you. Uh, but you know, man, when I really got to sitting down and thinking about it, I was nervous. I don't want to say the wrong things. I don't want to misrepresent one of the things that's, if not the most thing that's dear to me, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, because that's a big deal. And if anybody were listening to this and I say something that's off, you know, that's there. But like you said, like there's grace in it. Mm -hmm. There's grace in it. He looks at the condition of the heart and it's not necessarily the words that are said. Now at the end of the day, may he, (laughs) will he kind of sit me down and say, I wish you had thought this through and said something different in a situation like that. Sure. But, it's grace, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on Tucker. You know, that was one of the first things I thought when I asked Stu, um, I was like, well, Stu's like the most boring guy ever. I can't just have him on. Like we gotta, <laughs> Oh no, I'm just kidding. No, man. I was just like, you know what, let's do that. And I, I, I can't really take credit, man. I think, I think your story is going to touch some people's hearts. Um, however many people listen to this, you know, if, if one person hears it, it's, it's going to, it's going to do some damage to the, the evil realm. So, um, you know, that's more what I'm worried about. Wait one second. I got to grab something. You guys talk. I'll, 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 I'll got to grab something real quick. Okay. Buddy. All right. <laughs> what do you think, Stu? Oh, man. I'm loving this. Have I made a fool of myself yet? No, dude. You're doing great. This is, it's just, it's just chill and, and calming and, Sorry about that, guys. I had to grab it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> what is that? Are, the, are those shades? Sorry, you guys are both from the South. I just thought I'd join in. So. Hey, I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm just messing with you guys. I don't know what kind of pitch you're trying to paint here, buddy, but uh, I, don't even, I really don't even know what you had on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I got to tell a funny story. Uh, <laughs> Tucker, you might remember this because we've talked about it. Stu and I remember this. Hey, by the way, Tucker, before we get done with this podcast, I want to run an idea by you. Um, yeah. and you tell Stu whether he should do it or not. Um, okay. <laughs> so so I, I, I'm glad I'm making this decisions for him these days. You, I've, been yes. trying to, I've been trying to get that one in the works for a while. Tucker, <laughs> now more than ever, we will need to <laughs> unsanctified unbiased opinion you have ever given in your life okay don't 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 think about christian just being the host and be like oh well, 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 let me just say what christian uh, wants me to say okay? no don't do that we don't need that here okay no i'm just kidding uh, um nobody's gonna ask but i i kind of have an idea but go ahead christian okay well i gotta tell a funny story because yeah. <laughs> This kind of goes back to, you know, the, the pre, the, the BC days before Christ, um, Tucker actually threw uh, a grad party and I went to Stu's place for his graduation and it was a fun night. (laughs) This is one of the funniest stories I have in my arsenal. So I got to tell it Christian or not Christian podcast or not Christian podcast. Like (laughs) 
there was, I had a few drinks and there was this really cute girl. I think she was my age. So she was like a year older than you guys. And Stu, you know what story I'm going with. This is funny. I, I, I think I might. I, she might end up listening to this, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, really? Well, I mean, I'm going to share it. And Doesn't she come to Vegas? I won't, uh, uh, I won't like elaborate anymore on that. But <laughs> Come to Vegas? Never mind. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway. Keep going. Keep going. Carry on. I thought she worked in Vegas on the weekends or something, but maybe I'm mistaken. Um, oh. I don't think so. I don't, I, don't, I don't follow anybody on my Facebook that works at Vegas on the weekends. Okay. So anyway, so I go up to this girl and, and I'm like, and I've had a couple beers and I'm like, I'm sorry what is your name and why have we not met yet? <laughs> and she turns to her friend and like starts saying something and like kind of like brushes me off. And, but then she like is going to turn around as she's like turning her head. I see a staircase and I go, Nyoo! and I just darted up the stairs and she turned around and nobody was there. <laughs> it was so bad. I was like, I'm sorry. What is your name and why have we not met yet? And then she went, and then I was just like, shoot. <laughs> I just took off running. <laughs> and I had ignored her the rest of the night. I was like, oh. <laughs> Was that you? No, this house is haunted, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, right. Didn't you, I, I think I remember you having to like carry somebody out, like in a, didn't you, didn't you escort somebody out in like a chokehold or something? No, there was a fight that those baseball players got in and I was trying to get in the middle of it. And like somebody stopped me because I, I like to fight. And I was like, oh, let me. And they were like, no, no, no. They're like, you're too big. Like, let's get you. But they got kicked out. I think Tucker maybe grabbed somebody in a chokehold. I don't know. Maybe. There, there's a lot of different instances in that household. Uh, feel, yeah. I feel really sorry for the people that ended up owning it after this. Oh, gosh. Freaking oh, It was in shambles <laughs> <laughs> terrible man terrible yeah but i thought i would share that story because it's funny yes. is that what you thought i was going to share Stu? uh i i well i honestly i didn't know what the heck you were fixing to say <laughs> i thought you were going to talk about wild yams like us walking in and oh uh, yeah <laughs> the band they did all right. They didn't do too Dude, terrible it, for a hey, little confined space. If the wild yams are listening to this, okay, I applaud you for that night. You know your names, Zach, <laughs> Jacob, the yams. All right, y'all yeah. are wild. Are they still are together? Or they break up? I don't know, man. I really oh, that's sad. You hate to yeah, hear I that, follow, man. I follow them on Facebook, but I don't. I, they may have a wild yams page. Uh, the Beatles. I really. With freaking Aerosmith, Kiss, the Yams. I mean, it's just, it's tough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it very they well could be. Band. They had their own band with a, with a sticker of a Band-Aid on the side of it. It was just sick. <laughs> Dude, if, you, if you have, a, if you have a, a band and a van in high school with your sticker, I mean, golly, those guys got to be making six figures a year by now, right? I, yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine. I'm not, I'm not sure what they're up to. I need to reach out Stressful. to those. There's, There's no a lot of people. Do I? Yeah. All right, Tucker, I'm going to bring this. I'm going to run this by you. Stu, you turn your mic off for a couple seconds. So 
So I just moved out to Vegas. I just got a job working secure or not working security, selling security systems. And I'm living with my uncle right now. And it's a good job. Like the average person in this job made 65 K last year, which is a lot of money. Really good job. Um, That's the average person. So no, no need for a college degree. So I tell Stu, I'm like, Hey man, and I'm not saying he has to do this job. But I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to get it like a place in a couple weeks or a couple months. Um, you know, you and I are both like you're because he tells me he wants to get into the media stuff and do hunting and stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm in media and, you know, I'm Stu's more the hunting guy, the hunting cousin. And I'm more the media cousin, you know, but I want to do a lot of hunting and he wants to do a lot of media. And I'm like, well, shoot. So I text Stu. I'm like, hey, man, why don't you move out here, get a job or something? It won't be hard to find. It's Vegas. Um and, and we get a place, you know, and I'll help you with your media stuff. And, and you just take me hunting every couple of weekends. And I mean, I didn't say the hunting part, but now I'm thinking about it. I'm kind of throwing that in there. You'd be able to live with, I mean, we'd, we'd be living together. We'd be roommates. Um, we'd be making money. We'd be making podcasts. We'd be making, you know, content and stuff like, I feel like it's a win-win-win for everybody. Well, well, you know, it's funny that you ask me this because I was just talking to Stu last night, and uh, he was like, you know, I'm just kind of seeing whatever God places at my feet. I mean, here we are, a Christian podcast, talking about what he should do next. I mean, yeah. I mean, how great would it be if, if – You are not wrong. <laughs> we didn't have to Zoom this podcast. We could just have it. Yeah. Who knows? And, uh, to be honest, like, I, I think there's a lot of good benefits – to come out of being with family, uh, especially when you're kind of uh, of the same mindset and you're building towards one thing uh, there. Uh, so, I mean, heck, if if you're kind of at a place and you're trying to see what, what door God opens, sit on it, pray on it. But, heck, if I could film hunts and do podcasts for a living and uh, live comfortably, heck, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm not trying to pressure you, Stu. I just think – you know, me, you know, me, Stu, I'm like, I get my ideas and I'm like, well, this is the way it has to be. Like, why, why wouldn't anybody think this way? The same as me. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, but no, man, I think it would be a cool opportunity for you. And if it is something you want to do, um, I mean, I would only charge like probably like two or three grand a month for rent. So, so what, okay. So what's, tell me what the cost of living is like, dude, it's not bad. It's not bad. We could get a good place. Um, for like 1500 bucks a month, like a, a good place. Everybody has pools. I'm kind of looking with the money I'm making. I'm kind of looking at around uh, a little bit more than that. But you know, if, if you were there, like that would take the ease off of it or whatever. <clears throat> so cost of living is good. Gas isn't super expensive. There's ample opportunities to do so many things. Um, it's just a good place. And plus, you know, like with me, like, I'm kind of like, this is probably where I'm going to stay because I podcast and I fight, you know, and so Vegas is obviously the fight capital. I found a good gym and podcasting. Somebody's always here. So I want to get my own studio by the end of the year within the next six months and just, you know, have guest after guest. I mean, my gym, like I could find some of the biggest guys in the UFC and just have them come in. So that, I mean, I'm, kind of grounded but yeah it's not super expensive it's not arkansas or missouri or anything like that i'm, I'm not gonna lie to you it's a little bit more expensive but um it's, yeah, it's I'm paying 
three seventy five a month for rent right now. Yeah. Well, but the I thing mean, is, that's, that's a good that's a good price for a one bed one bath. Like it's a decent price. You know? yeah. I guess area wise, it changes area to area. But but it, you know it, it is all different too when you're making more money. You know, like if you can come to a place that has more opportunity. Um, and if you did want to get the, like a sales job with where I'm at, that's what Josh is doing. Our cousin, Josh, um, I mean, he's making like 10 grand a month. Yeah. Just doing online sales or over the phone sales. Yeah. I don't know if that's how, I mean, he said that he's making close to that. So I mean, I made, like, I made, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not trying to brag, but like I made quite a bit the other day. Like if I have three more days like that this month, I'd be making more than I did my entire time doing, or my a month doing Uber. Yeah. So I don't know, think on it, pray about it. Um, the church out here I've got is pretty good. It's open. They're doing stuff. Um, so yeah, man. I mean, and plus like Caden, I think is about to move to Missouri to go live next to his cousin, uh, Jeff's son, Smith. Oh, Smith? Okay. Yeah. So they have the same age gap as we do. Oh, okay. Okay. So they're super close. But is Caden, they're going to live together? No, Caden might, well, I don't know. He's going to go out there for like a couple of weeks or a month or something, but they're, yeah. he's going to go up there every day. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, he's going to live at my grandpa's maybe. So I don't know, man, it's just an idea. And it was just something God was putting on my heart to, to at least bring up to you. So I have a, a soft spot for family. So. I know, dude, I, I appreciate that. Like that's one of my values is family too. And I think, uh, that may be, you know, something that is keeping me from going and doing and experiencing is because, uh, it, you know, my sisters and my mom and dad are just real. Like that's one of my big time values. Uh, yeah. Before work or anything like that. You know? <clears throat> man, but, I get it, man. I understand. I think, I think uh, you know, they mean a lot to me and they've done a ton for me and uh, I like seeing them. They love seeing me. Uh, but I, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm always an opportunity person and I always try to keep my doors open and, uh, and wherever opportunity comes, you know, I pray about it. If, if that door is an open door, then maybe something to pursue. So I yeah. don't know. Shall see. I, I think you need to, cause you didn't come see me over the 4th of July and that was kind of, it was well, only a couple. When are you going to come see me? What do you mean, dude? I was in Missouri. I flew 1,200. I flew like 2,000 oh, miles. You're right. you're right. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I was right. three hours away from you. You're like right. I, you're right. And you were like, oh, I can't come. I was like, bro, I haven't been back here in like three and a half years. Like, can you come see me? Oh, no. Don't get tricked me. <laughs> so I, I think you pretty much have to move to Vegas now. Oh. <laughs> Tucker's like, is this podcast over yet? <laughs> No, no, I'm just just like, dude, go. I've been, I've been to three states in four years. Go. (laughs) No, no, I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, student, now that this is online, I mean, pressure's on. The pressure is on. Yeah, audience, leave a, leave a review, leave a comment, but instead of reviewing how great I am at my job or how amazing Tucker's testimony was, those things are both top of the line. (laughs) Tell us what you think Stu should do. I mean, really? This is this is turning yeah. into. A... <laughs> so, Stu, Stu, I gotta I gotta let you in. Is... Stu, uh, I gotta let you in on a little little uh, little secret. I contacted Tucker before this, and and this is more like an intervention for you to get out here to Vegas. Oh, really? oh. Yeah. Generally, people try to get you to go to a rehab where, like, you know, 
things like strip clubs and casinos and drinking are not readily available. I'm asking you to come to the place where that's the most readily available. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it's most readily available and that's <laughs> really readily scary. <laughs> no, it's honestly though, like you <clears throat> Vegas is so cool. Outside of the strip, man, like it, you can stay off the strip and everything's so easy to get to. It takes you twenty minutes to get twenty miles. Um it's a nice area. It's really cool. I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's cool. You at least need to come. You at least need to come visit. I will come visit. Yeah. I will come visit. I do. I will. I'll come visit and I'll see how it is. We'll see. And you've got to realize you're, you're wondering if you should be videoing hunts and getting paid good money while yeah. being with family, growing family relations. I think that's the biggest thing there, yeah. you know? Right, yeah. mm -hmm. But I will say that rice you gave me is pretty good. Do what? 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 Did, what did I that? said that rice you gave me is pretty good. Oh, hold on. Actually, rice, I actually yeah. have the box. Of, give me one second. Rice? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rice farm, dude. Why didn't I get any rice? Because I'm keto. You discriminating against? <laughs> Look at this. Package by stew. Wow. It's there. I know. That's ridiculous. I don't know. And, and For those I, of you guys just listening, he just pulled out a bag of rice that my cousin Stu packaged for him. Partner I, of rice. I, <laughs> my bag of rice. Oh yeah, I don't have any. Well, no, no. Hear me out. So I actually I went to I went back to Arkansas for the first time in like a good while uh, over Thanksgiving, uh, and I was just passing through. I was going to Tennessee, and out of nowhere, because I you know you know time time passes after you leave. Uh, school and leave where you used to live and even if you stay there people just kind of you know spread apart uh, so I didn't see that many people but out of nowhere Stu just hits me up and he says hey I'm coming down from Russellville I'm making this hour-long drive to come see you and man are you going to talk about because like and I don't think anybody else quite related uh, to where where I was in my walk either uh, so to talk about a big strength and thing that's why I haven't eaten it yet uh, be honest with you, I haven't eaten this rice yet. I look at it and I'm like, that guy. <laughs> so, I, I, first of all, that's a great story, and I got a lot out of it. Um, but the one thing I got out of it is that he drove an hour to see you, but he couldn't drive three to see me, and I'm his own <laughs> flesh and blood. Next to his sisters, I am the closest relative he has. Like, we're the same uh, age. We're eight, we're nine months apart. Like you were conceived at my birth. Like what is going on here, man? You can't come see me. I knew that was coming. On the lake? Like there, the we were on a, we were on a. We're flowing out of Tucker's mouth. I could sense the, 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 I don't even know. I can, I could, I could just feel you fixing to say something. Yeah. Well, you should. I'm sorry. Convicted. That's the Holy Spirit. Like, gosh. I mean, I, I, I didn't see that bus, but I totally threw you under it, Stu. You're all right, man. <laughs> You're all right. I'm Golly. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, Stu, you're going to get ridiculed oh. in the, the comment section. I just hope. Oh, they're going to tear me up, dude. They're I know. Right. I know. Ralston Family Farms. Hold that rice up again, Tucker. Let's see it. All right. Hold up. You got a promo code? I do not have a promo code. You can check out our website, Ralston. Family Farms. If you need to, if you need to look at it, yep. Pause the video, jot it down. Okay, go check out our website. We're in tons of retailers. We're in Kroger's, uh, Walmart, Publix, 
and we sell online as well. So uh, your best bet is to get a carton, try it out. We've got a Core 6, Basmati White, uh, Jasmine White, Nature's Blend, Golden, Purple, and Red. Uh, so that's what we have available in cartons. It's delicious rice, man. Did you just come on my podcast and promote some rice? Are you serious? <laughs> and I, I think you're, you promoted me moving to a strip club and casino-infused city. So I think rice is – You're not even getting paid. Huh? I don't understand what's going on. It's, I mean, I've know, lost control. The, the inmates have taken over the asylum. All right? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just losing everything here, man. This is ridiculous. Well, boys, I, um, is there anything you guys want to get off your chest? Anything, any final notes? I mean, we've been going for like an hour and 15. Well, I Stu mean, and I have. Tucker couldn't get on the podcast for like 30 minutes. but what, what do you mean? What do you mean? We were talking for 10 minutes before you got on. Well, I said I'm ready when everybody else is. But uh, yeah, yeah like apparently that wasn't the case. <laughs> uh no no i mean myself and technology it, the funny thing is is i've always told people i'm kind of like a money under the mattress type of a guy yeah. i've never been the best with technology but uh man my, my biggest thing that i that i want to say before uh, i get off here at least is if it, man if, if anybody sees this if anybody's actually watching this uh right now and he and, and you feel like in some way uh like God's kind of convicting your heart mm-hmm. uh, or he, or even if you don't feel like he is right now, just know that it's all love. There's no work to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. It's all grace and everything's already been paid for. And once you open the door, man, he just comes in and he takes over and everything's pretty seamless. Uh, and he does things you would never imagine mm-hmm. uh, even being possible. Uh, so, uh, and if you, uh, if, if, if he, he can do anything, I, I, don't, I don't even know. There's a lot of times it's uh, better felt than tell. And there's a, I don't necessarily have the words for it a lot of times, but uh, just know that the answers are there, uh, whatever you're feeling at times, because you're not the only one. That's good, man. Stu, what about you? Beautiful, Tucker. Beautiful. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I've really, I really, man, I've enjoyed it, man. Uh, really a blessing to be able to be on the podcast. Um, thanks a bunch, even though you kind of picked on me the whole podcast. They'll both kind of tag team me. Uh, just pouncing. I'm sorry. Just pouncing. I tapped he him in, man. Yeah. I, ta- <laughs> I tagged Tucker in and he hit you from the top rope. What was I supposed to do? No, but uh, yeah, it's all love, man. Um, I've had fun. I've had fun. This was awesome. I learned a lot of stuff. Uh, got to share my feelings about a lot of things. Man, I hope this uh, this hits home with a bunch of people. Everything we talked about. Um, and yeah, man, I, I'm ready for round two. I don't know what yeah. you got. I, I definitely want to do another one. Uh, yeah. Really soon. I think it was fun, man. Yeah. Well, you know, again, Stu, I do the invites on the show, so. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you invite me back then i will gladly accept no i'm just messing with you man no i i, I do want to say um i i hope i want to do more podcasts like this um i want to do i want to provide more hope and, and i want to have more people's testimony 
Tucker, I think your testimony is amazing, man. The, the man I'm talking to right now and the guy I talked to a few years ago are, are two completely different people. <clears throat> and that's not by any work that you did, man, but that's just because Jesus was able to come transform you and you look a little bit more like him now. And, and I'm not picking on you because that, that the same thing could be said about me. Um, the same thing could be said about Stu. Yeah, me too. Um, and so, man, I just pray and I hope uh, before I put this out, man, I'm going to pray about this podcast. I'm going to pray that somebody hears it, that somebody shares it with somebody that needs to hear it, um, you know, because there are people that are hurting and broken that need hope. And, and all it takes is, is one person's story to, to change their trajectory. Um, and, and it doesn't, you don't have to look any further than the mirror, man. Like you are a testimony. Your life was, you know, not going the right direction <clears throat> and uh and yeah man and you were you were put in a position where only god could do something about it he's a loving father and uh even through all those trials looking back i'm happy i had him uh because they led me to where i am now yeah. so well hey man if um if you ever want to come out to vegas uh here in the next few months when i get my place if you ever want to come do a podcast in person or maybe we'll go hunt or ski or freaking dune buggy you know whatever man uh you let me know okay i'll take i'll take care of you so i i definitely will and if you ever find yourself up in northwest colorado even for the hunting thing uh, i've got i've got still have family up there and still have a place so yeah uh, short drive somewhere cool cool um, no, and I'll, I'll make my way out to Texas at some point too. So yeah. maybe, uh, if Stu comes out and visit and lives with me, man, we'll, we'll come see you. Well, if he moves out there and y'all are already doing the hunting thing, I may as well just pack my bags. Oh, okay. Are we going to change things? Are we going to, are we going to be roommates? Is that what's going to happen? Hold on, hold on. I like the, it, man. Best I, I'm, friends that anybody could have for the three best, best friends, friends that anybody could have for the three best friends. Classic. Classic. No, I'm, dude. Stu, if he said he was moving to Vegas, would you move to Vegas? Oh, see, now I, this is, this is almost a setup. Because if I say yes, then you're gonna say, "Oh, well, you move out here for Tucker, but you're not gonna move out here for your flesh and blood." No, no, I won't say that. I'm just saying, like, what can I leverage, man? I want, I want this. To Tucker seems like a good dude, man. I, I feel like when Christians get put together, it, it's a good recipe. And uh, I mean, I trust you guys. Like, shoot, let's get a house, man. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm just lonely. All right, my girlfriend's in Mexico. I, I don't have anybody. <laughs> I need, I need some companionship. We can cuddle. Oh, scratch that. No, <laughs> no I'm just kidding. But, hey, Do you notice how he bumped the answer away slowly? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, all right, man. Well, um, if Stu decides, and then you come, Tucker, that'd be cool. Utah's well, we, right around the corner. We've got a group message. So how about we just stay – Stay vocal in the group message and, and keep in contact with each other. We'll just see what God's telling us. We'll just see how it goes. Okay? Yeah. Are you uh, thinking about leaving Texas, Tucker? Uh, man, you know, with me, where I'm at right now, uh, uh, felt really called to the mission field. It seems mm -hmm. like a lot of those doors have been closing uh, in front of me lately. I was supposed to be in uh, uh, over towards Thailand area oh, come wow. this next month. 
but the place where I'm supposed to be is in a little bit of chaos. Uh, so, uh, needless to say, that door's been closed. So, man, just trying to figure it out. Um, I still have family up in Colorado, uh, and, uh, you know, just trying to see what God sits in front of me right now. I'm just, biggest thing I can get is be still. So, cool. cool. Hey, you never know. If, yeah. he, if, he, if, if he convicts my heart and says, go here, we'll see. I'm sure this step won't be easy, but. Yeah. Just got to keep our hearts open, man, and just listen. That's it, man, just listening. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right, guys. Well, it was super good talking to both you two. Stu, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, I'll probably talk to you, you know, tonight after this podcast is over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, Christian, man, it's good to see you. You too, buddy. You too, man. It's good. It's not just good to see you. It's good to see you the way you are, man. See you guys. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Love you, dudes. Love you. Love you, brother.